Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to Coach Rita on the LOA Radio Network. Many say that the law of attraction doesn't always work. And Coach Rita would like to show you why it's not working. During this hour, you will gain great insight that will help you to make easy changes to become the great co-creator that you came here to be. Tune in and discover your missing link to the Law of Attraction with Coach Rita Hurry. Hey everyone, I'm back. Yes, Coach Rita Hurry is back for another installment of your missing link to the Law of Attraction. So, how is everyone doing? I'm sure you are all doing well and enjoying all the blessings that life has to offer you. Well, I've had an exciting couple of weeks, busy as always, but very productive. And I got an award. Yes, Coach Rita Hurry got the award for Best LOA Coach 2015. So I am a very happy lady. And for anyone who nominated me, I just want to say a huge thank you. I love what I do in supporting and coaching people to discover so much about themselves and what we can do as co-creators. So this award really is an added bonus and means a lot to me because it shows that I, what I, my intention was is I am actually helping people because this was being nominated. It wasn't something that um, I did anything more or anything less. I just felt and did what I needed to do. So I am very grateful for that. Anyway, enough about me. Let's get on with the show, shall we? Oh, that was a bit of a rhyme there. Anyway, today on the show, I will be joined by Stephanie Banks an award-winning author based in Canada. She will be sharing her journey and how a near-death experience transformed her life. She will also be sharing details on her new book, A Soulful Awakening. Now, Stephanie is truly a blessed and gifted soul who is eager to share her positive message to the world, encouraging inner strength. So please, Stay tuned for that interview later on in the show. So, hmm, I wonder what time it is. Could it be Coach Rita Hurry's corner time? Well, yeah, it sure is. And in the last show, I went straight into it as I felt guided and spoke about going within and the importance of allowing the manifesting to happen through you 
and getting out of the way and connecting to your inner being. I also shared a meditation with you all to show you the first steps to making that connection and to let go. Now I received some great feedback from that show so thank you and for those of you who did listen I hope you are continuing on that journey and implementing the meditation on a daily basis. Now I want to continue on the same theme and talk about the ego. Now the ego can get in the way of people's journey and discovering of themselves. The ego is described in the dictionary as a person's sense of self-esteem or self-importance. Now, I'm not saying it's a bad thing to have self-esteem. As a coach, I always encourage my clients to value themselves and to not lose yourself in the process of pleasing others. But there is a fine line between listening to what the ego wants and what your higher being wants. And that fine line can lead us to become weak, play the victim and increase fear. All of which can sabotage any progress we might try to make in following our true calling. Now, Law of Attraction is about us knowing that we are co-creators. We create each and every situation in our life and we attract all the circumstances that we are currently going through to us. So with that being the case, why do we often feel wronged, angry, stressed? The ego. The ego plays the role of this shouldn't have happened or why shouldn't it have, why, why should they have spoken to me like that? So many different things tend to come up and yes, to some extent, sometimes in life things happen which we don't want to happen and yes, you need to be aware of your importance on this earth. But when it becomes a battle and you never let it go and you find yourself always blaming or feeling the victim in the situation, that's when the ego has taken over. Now, previously I have mentioned that when an individual feels negative and stressed or empty, it often means that the individual is distant from their true inner higher being. The connection has weakened and the ego continues on its journey feeling wronged. So what do you do? You need to come back to being the creator you are. You need to take back your power and that is not by being more resistant. It means by letting go, surrendering to source and your higher being. The ego likes to question 
likes to battle, likes to prove that they are right all the time. But is that necessary? Even saying that sounds like a battle. Now, you are not here to fight. You are here to enjoy, to experience, to love, to create. Now, Pierre Telhard de Chardin summed it up when he said, we are spiritual beings having a human experience. Now, the only way we can truly live this way is by releasing the ego and continue and connecting more and more with our inner self. Manifestation comes only when we feel good. And I know I've said that several times, but it really is the case. And when we remove the blockages within the subconscious and release them to source, that feeling good factor steps in. The importance of feeling good and feeling love can bring not only our manifestations, but our true connection to our higher self and source. We are spirit. We are energy. Source, God, the universe, lives in us all. We have the highest power there is within us. But we always forget to take advantage of that. We fall victim to our ego, wanting to know what is right or wrong, instead of just trusting in ourself and source. We are all on a journey. So, instead of focusing on the bad things in the world, we should focus within. When you release ego-based living and become more heart-centered, you begin to open your eyes and truly become you. You pull down the walls around you. You let go of fear. And you walk in faith. How? It becomes about you. Not from a weak perspective, but from a stronger, loving and peaceful perspective. You form the most incredible relationship with you. No one is to blame no more. No situation is wrong anymore. It just is. And then you become the real co-creator that you are. You start to embrace the fact that you are a creator. You become it. Now, to me, that is such a powerful thing and such a releasing feel to it as well. The ego holds on to the unforgiveness. It holds on to the fear. But once it releases, you begin to live out your true purpose without the fears holding you back. Now, 
I just want you to think about that for a moment. And if it's possible where, where you're listening to this, if you can, I want you to close your eyes and take a deep breath in. Hold it for a few seconds and release. And just imagine in your mind's eye while you're breathing in and exhaling, releasing fear on the exhale. Breathing in peace and exhaling fear, jealousy, anger, any emotions that have held you down for so long. Let's do that a few more times. Breathe in peace and love. And exhale fear, jealousy, anger, any negative emotions. And breathe in peace. And exhale all the negative emotions, all the questionings. You don't need to have the answers, just let them go. And when you're ready, you can open your eyes. Now, that is just something so simple. And I know in my meditation last in the last show, I covered that as well in greater detail. But the whole point of this is using that time you spend with yourself to really release the ego, to really connect and focus on letting go of the, this shouldn't happen, that shouldn't happen, letting go of the, the worldly things and, and going within. I want you to connect with your higher being as much as you can and release the ego. Now, as I've said, just said, my message today is quite similar to my last show, but I really want you to get this because it's really an important factor in manifesting. The life that you want can only be manifested when you can get in touch with yourself. Law of attraction, it's so much more than just focusing on what you want. It's about connecting to yourself on as much as you can on a deeper level, connecting to, to what the universe asks of you, really listening and paying attention. How do you really know what you want if you don't take the time out to connect to your higher being? and discover your own inner guidance. Your higher being is always sending you messages to help you on your journey. But if you never take the time to truly open up and listen, you miss the messages and the guidance, which trust me, makes things a whole lot easier. So, my message to you today is 
open your heart up to those messages. Trust in yourself more as a co-creator. Put the armor of ego down, take it off and live from the heart. See source in yourself and everyone. Remove having to be right all the time. Just experience life. Open the door to your heart and really enjoy human life and go create. Create the life you want. You can achieve this through quiet time with self and source, releasing the ego, the fear and living from the heart. It's something that I am very passionate about and it's something I've implemented in my own life and that connection can take you from one point to a mile ahead in the shortest time space because it just makes sense. The road becomes clear. And all that through just taking time to connect to you. So as you take in my message, I want you to just take another deep breath in. Hold it for a few seconds. And release. And just enjoy this moment wherever you are. You could be listening to this show with someone else or you could be listening to it on your own but no matter what it shouldn't take away the experience of that connection to you whether you're in a crowded room you're at a party you're you're in a restaurant no matter where you are in life whenever you need to connect to yourself take that deep breath in and release the ego and just connect. And you can and will always be able to connect to yourself no matter where you are. My hope is that you implement what I have mentioned in this show and in my last show and really work on your true connection. And if you didn't listen to my last show, I'd encourage you to actually go back to that and listen, if not the whole show, then the first half where I actually do talk about this and really work on your true connection. And again, I've said this in my last show, but if you do need support on this, my coaching service is available and we can really work together at this together. You know, we can work on the breathing, just looking at the breathing and how to connect and how to move forward. I do offer various monthly packages. So if you are interested, please contact me on info at coachrita.co.uk and head the email, your missing link to the law of attraction. And I'll give you that email address again 
it's info at coachrita.co.uk I'm here to help and yes I offer a service but my aim is just to empower you it's just to let you feel that connection I've experienced it and what I say on my show is everything that I have personally experienced that has made my journey my law of attraction journey my ability to manifest my life as a co-creator on this earth so much more enjoyable much more beautiful and the connection that I feel to many is just getting better and better all because I connect to me first and really 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 just get to know me and then I know where I'm coming from to be able to give and share with others well on that note I think it's a good time for a break before I interview author Stephanie Banks so please stay tuned and we'll be right back you're listening to the law of attraction radio network heard by millions worldwide through 38 internet radio stations and in over 135 countries come join us on facebook for your daily dose of inspiration and action that reveals the secret within you you can find us at facebook.com forward slash law of attraction radio network that's facebook.com forward slash Law of Attraction Radio Network. It's here, it's hot, and it's a must read. It's the science behind the Law of Attraction magazine. Every issue brings you great articles and in-depth how-tos from all your favorite Law of Attraction experts, authors, scientists, and medical professionals. Go to lawofattractionmagazine.net. That's lawofattractionmagazine.net. Hey everyone, we are back for the second half of your missing link to the Law of Attraction show with me, your host, Coach Rita Hurry. I now have my special guest, Stephanie Banks, joining me. Stephanie is an award-winning author based in Canada who had an incredible experience that changed her life forever in a positive way that now she's able to help others. Stephanie, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure to have you. Now, before life transformed for you in a big way, what was life like for you? I mean, you described it as led a life directed by modern day terms that lacked depth and clarity. So can you elaborate on this for the listeners out there? Sure. Well, I think most of us kind of come from the place of um, living by modern terms, meaning that we're, we get up every day, we make a cough, we get coffee, 
maybe we get our kids ready for school, um, we rush out the door, we go to work, we work for long extended hours and then, you know, have multiple chores to do before and after work and, and go home and and uh, and go to bed and wake up and do it all over again. And that was basically my life. I mean, I was having a great life. I have no, um, no regrets about what I was doing at that time, but really what I felt like I was doing was I was caught up in what I believed society expected of me as opposed to um, what I really wanted out of my life and and I, I wasn't spending really any time concentrating on the deeper meaning of life um, the fundamental questions that I think we all ask from time to time why, why am I here what's my purpose uh, what makes me happy what are my true belief systems uh, where do where do we go when we die questions that from time to time popped into my mind but really as soon as they popped into my mind I wouldn't give them much thought and I would just carry on going about my day and since my um, my accident and my life transforming I've now I now come from a much deeper place um, of understanding where I'm I I focus on myself and I spend time with myself I, I make time to incorporate a soulful living in every moment that I can in every every day as opposed to just concentrating on making money and acquiring material items and living the life that I believe everyone around me wanted to see and I really encourage people to start living this way to come into alignment with who you really are as opposed to what you may feel everybody else expects you to be. Yeah, I think it's very easy especially if you're working almost you know the nine to five role that we tend to get stuck into a routine of life and almost a robotic nature get up in the morning you know have a wash go out there go to work come back and as you said you do forget the true essence of life and you forget your your inner being which is so easy to do because we get in that robotic nature Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I, you know, just to add to that a little bit, I, I think that one of the things I've discovered the most is that, um, generally speaking, people don't think that they have the time to place on, on re-energizing themselves in ways that, um, that work for them, such as going for a hike or a bike ride, getting into nature, doing meditation in the morning or going to yoga these kinds of things and what I've discovered for myself is that if I take the time to incorporate these things daily even if it really is just only 15 minutes maybe that's all I have in a day when I can um, I incorporate something that brings me back to center and by doing that simple action whatever it may be it actually saves me time throughout the day especially if I do in the morning if I take I have a seven minute routine that I do in the morning and I sit on on the carpet you know in my living room yeah. and I just quiet my mind for seven minutes and what I've discovered is that by doing that I gain that time back tremendously throughout the day because I've started out my day in such a way that synchronicities will align to allow my life to unfold um, more naturally and without resistance whereas if I just get up in a flurry and fly around you know like a chicken with my head cut off so to speak that's how the rest of my day will go yeah yeah that's that's beautiful because that's connecting with your your inner being which is so important so that that's a great tip for anyone out there so thanks for that Stephanie 
Um, now, you mentioned in your bio that you were born into a family of intuitives who encouraged faith in accepting guidance from within. Did this have a big impact on you whilst growing up prior to your transformation? It definitely had an impact on me, but not as much as I think it could have. Um, I think the fundamentals were there. I grew up with parents and grandparents who believed in um, fostering faith in ourselves and in our intuition, our higher being, uh, that kind of thing. But as a kid growing up, I think like most kids, I was more focused on trying to fit in and um, really trying to be liked by everyone around me. And to do that, that meant being trying to be like everybody else. Um, and I was less concerned about becoming in touch with who I really was at the time. And um, so I, I think I could have really gotten a lot more out of what my parents were trying to teach me had I not been so concerned about society around me and bringing me back to how I thought that I needed to act and, and be in the world. But the one thing that I, I got out of, um, out of that experience as a child was the importance of focusing on my intuition and trusting in my intuition. And, uh, you know, I have vivid memories of my mother poking me in the stomach and, and, and reminding me that, you know, that gut feeling that I get is something to be trusted and to respect and, and to know, really know that if I listen to that feeling, that it will always guide me in the path that's best suited for me at the time. And this is something I've carried with me throughout my life. And, and I, I also believe that it's something that is a lot easier said than done at times. And to this day, I still question my intuition from time to time because what happens is your logical mind kicks in and it starts analyzing everything and pushes your intuition onto the back burner. And then more often than not, we, we follow um, the process that the mind is taking us in. And what I'm trying to uh, remind myself, going back to my childhood, and that I've really noticed by living my life is that when I really do truly listen to my intuition, it will always fall, take me down the right path. And I think that's something for all of us to remember. Definitely. Now, can you share with the listeners your near-death experience and how your soul was awakened and transformed? Sure. So um, I'll keep it short and concise, seeing that we're on the radio and have limited time, but I do write about it uh, in greater detail in A Soulful Awakening. But essentially, I was on a mountain biking trip in the, in, in the in BC, in the big mountains um, in Whistler with my husband and my son, and I made an assumption that resulted in me being catapulted through the air and smashing uh, body first, head first into a rock wall. Um, before fa falling into a, a gully beneath me by about eight feet and landing with my bike on top of me. And um, it was a pretty traumatic experience. I had multiple injuries, um, casts, and um, I had a pedal in inserted in my shin and whiplash and the whole nine yards. And um, basically what ended up happening was that experience transformed my life although in the moment of it happening I wasn't aware of how my life was about to change but in this in my recovery uh, actually on my second day of recovery I felt myself going into a slump of 
you know, close to depression. I'd never suffered from depression, but I was feeling re really down and um, I was feeling like I had let everybody else around me down in the sense that I wasn't present for the business that I was running. I wasn't present for my family. There was nothing I could do. I had both arms in a cast when I left the hospital. And um, I had convinced the doctor in the casting room to um, cut the cast on my right arm and wrap it with a tensor so that if need be, I could get it off if I went into a moment of panic. So that's what I did. I had this, this cast on my right arm. I took it off on my second day and I sat down on my deck and I with a journal and I thought okay I have all this energy I need to release I need to um, move into a more positive productive um, direction in order to recover so I sat down to write and uh, as I was contemplating what to write about I realized that I had actually already been writing only I was pretty much unaware that I had been doing this and I saw my mother's name at the bottom of the page and my mother passed away in 1996 so I was quite surprised and shocked I had no idea what had just transpired and I went back and I I read the pages that I had just written and it was a letter from my mom to me from the other side and she was talking about how my my heart had been blocked and now it was open and um, I had now now had an open connection to the other side, to the non-physical realm, where great great learning is available to us and and wisdom and support. Uh, she went on to talk about how we are living in um, a very in the heat of powerful times. Were were the words that that I remember her saying, and uh, what she meant by that was that we're we're in this time of transition as a as a collective consciousness where we're moving in the direction of a more spiritually based life where yeah. we're, we're evolving spiritually and so that was the first message and then from there on in um, I just started tra channeling all these amazing messages daily from various guides and teachers and it was brought to my awareness through this um, practice and this exercise of channeling that when I had smashed into the into that rock wall that I had actually died momentarily left my body and I was guided by by one of my my guardians um, who introduced me to various other guides and from there I was shown my life in its totality meaning I could see my physical life here on earth as well as my eternal life and I made a conscious choice to come back to this reality to reinstate with my body with a renewed sense of purpose and being and uh, a mission to share and express what I had learned with others, you know, about why we're here and and to share these messages that have come my way. So that's how that's how the transformation happened for me, and and that's how the book came about. So, what I mean, how has life been for you since? Um, obviously, it must have. When we say we're talking about obviously a huge transformation there, I mean, what you felt, what you saw, I mean, obviously there's there's something major in life will never be the same. So, can you share with the listeners how things have changed and what your mission is now in life? Well, I ca I came back from that um, near death experience knowing that I was. I was different, that something had shifted, that had changed within me and um, 
basically in a nutshell what that means is that I, I, I came back knowing that there was so much more to learn, feel, hear, express, sense. Um, I needed to know more about the the fundamental questions that I mentioned earlier, the why am I here, all those kinds of things. And um, since I came back from this accident, life for me has just been amazing. I mean, I did go through a time of transition, and I think this happens to all of us when we're awakening that there's a little bit of confusion at the beginning. Why, you know, what's going on with me? Am I crazy? Why am I hearing these voices? Yeah. Why am I receiving these messages? That kind of thing. And once I started to really adjust to the new, new person that I had become and start to put more faith into what I was hearing and seeing and, and writing, then I started to really learn from these messages and implement them into my daily life and use them as lessons that, um, that I could really um, learn from and change my perception of the world. So um, I started to look at every situation in my life as an opportunity for growth. And oftentimes in the past, I had, if something didn't seem to be going my way, I would look at it as a hindrance or a blockage or something that was just annoying and in my way. And and I would tend to build up resistance to whatever that was. And now I have the tendency to allow that to come into my life as an opportunity for growth and, um, and challenge myself to that, to not look at everything in a negative light, but to really see the positive in every situation and also to really begin to explore the idea of um, responding to every situation from a place of love as opposed to a place of fear. Fear meaning, you know, essentially our ego, uh, which is there to serve and protect us for the most part, but our our ego tends to um, over-exploit and dominate our, our actions and what I've done is I've really started to develop a relationship with my ego where it's there, I know it, I send love to it, but I also um, give it its boundaries. So when something comes my way, I challenge myself to, to respond through love instead of react through fear. So really to my life, what I've done is I've, um, I've gained a bigger perspective of what it's all about and that we're all connected and every action that I take is a reflection of what's coming back my in my direction and vice versa. Yeah, definitely. Now that you have that connection to the non-physical realm which offers guidance to all, can you share how important connection is in this modern day? Well, I think it's I think it's essential for those of us who are feeling disconnected, and I think for the most part, whether we know it or not, we are. We've become disconnected from our source, from our higher self, and um, because we're going through this time of transition, I think that's why we're seeing um, sort of some some instability around the world, and people are really looking and searching, and you know, radio programs such as your own are are becoming more um, known and um, even something simple like yoga studios are popping up on every corner kind of thing yeah. and 
juicing bars and these are little subtle signs that as a whole we're coming into our own and we're starting to reconnect with why we're here and and it's part of our evolutionary process so for me it's been life-changing and for people that have requested personal messages from myself or have read the book I did a workshop yesterday and a woman had just finished reading the book and she said there was three lines and that's all it took in that book and she said and and I let go of the guy I was hanging on to and it changed everything for me and really all that was was her connecting with herself that's what all these messages are about is really becoming more in tune with your higher self through source and when you do that you have this innate capability of looking at your life differently and just feeling secure and loved and supported in every moment of every day Definitely, I agree. So tell us more about um, A Soulful Awakening, your book. Well, the book began as, um, as a conglomeration of these messages that I had been receiving and, and it really it wasn't my intent to formulate it into the form of a book until my husband started taking it to work with him as a manuscript that was really just for our own purposes and he started um, reading it nightly at work and uh, one of his co-workers asked to read what he was reading and um, and then he read it and then passed it on to another co-worker and then consequently they asked for their own messages and long story short about you know two three months later the dynamics within that small department of his workplace had changed tremendously and they were thanking me profusely for sharing these messages and and I realized that these lessons from the other side, the, this guidance, this wisdom that was now available to me wasn't meant to be stored in journals on my bookshelf and needed to be put out there to the world. So I, I, I formed it into, um, into the first draft and gave it to an editor and she, she, she liked it and she didn't love it. She liked it and she asked me at that point to include some personal stories of my own. And my first reaction was, well... You know, who's going to be interested in my stories? <laughs> I think we would all feel that way. And yeah. then I realized that we all learn from each other's stories and, and we can relate and our stories may be different, but they're, they're the same lessons. We're learning about love and, and death and um, judgment and ego and um, transformation and um, manipulation and control and all these things. So what I did with the book is I included five life stories that are were pretty significant to me. And... Um, in the past people have found quite interesting so I, I wrote about these five stories and then took the messages that I felt were um, appropriate um, in terms of what those lessons were at that time for me and tried to show how looking at these situations from a different perspective through these messages could really open up the door for me to let them go and, and move forward and what I didn't realize was that how much um, I was still hanging on to those situations and my hope through the book is that people can um, insert their own stories with these messages and find the same kind of closure and be able to move on and, and let go and, and move forward in their life in, in a redirected manner. Yeah, I think that's, um, you kind of touched on something there in terms of how our stories are very similar and I think the more you 
you talk to people and and get connected to people you actually do notice that it is about many of us are searching searching for um, that inner guidance that inner peace and did you find that when you were actually writing the book that it just naturally flowed from you you know obviously getting that message back from your editor and saying okay we need more of a personal story and did you find that from what you've learnt in life from the experience you've had that it wasn't as difficult as possibly if you were thinking with your head it could have been but when you started putting your heart into it it actually just flowed easier and it came together Mm-hmm. It did. It flowed quite easily. What I what I found though was after um, or during each chapter, because I there's five stories that I wrote about specifically that I it, the story itself flowed onto the paper. But what I needed to do was give myself the time to catch up with what I had written um, emotionally, so that I could really digest what I had written. And I think there's something to be said in that. And and I believe. That's why journaling can be such an amazing tool in terms of um, uh, getting things out. It's just, you know, for me it was getting it out on, onto paper and regurgitating my memory and seeing it in black and white. And then from there being able to uh, let myself go through the emotional process that I needed to go through in order to be able to move on to the next chapter. And that's where I really found healing. And that's where I'm hoping that other people can find healing um, when they're when they're thinking about their own life stories that may be relevant to my own story and like you said we do have we ha- we're all learning the same thing and when you boil all of our experiences down there there's really only a handful of of things that we're we're learning and and there's only a handful of ways that we can do that so yes we're living our own truth and our own um, life and experiencing things differently from one another but I think the reason why stories are so important is because the fundamental uh, lessons are all there for us to see and witness through other people's experiences. Yeah definitely and I think that's one of the reasons why I do this show is to have the guests share their journey so that people know they're not alone and that we all have a story to share that will inspire somebody to to not give up but just to get up and, and continue that they do have a purpose. Mm-hmm. Exactly yeah and then we have the support from the other side which is which is huge and that's something that may not resonate with everybody um, and when, you know, in the introduction to the book, I, I, I suggest to people that they, they don't get hung up on where these messages are coming from, where these lessons are originating from. It's really more a matter of whether or not they make sense to you. And if you take the time to read them and allow yourself to be open to the possibility of change, there's something in the way that the messages are being delivered that is... Um, it's more of a tr- it's more of a energetic book than it is a conceptual book, and um, the response I've received from people around the world who have read the book are 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 saying this, and it's it's just such a testament to the amount of love and support that comes from the other side, and how everything has a vibration, and there's something in the way that these messages have been delivered and shared that acts as a transformational tool if we're ready for such a thing. 
Definitely. Now, coming from an intuitive family and understanding the wisdom that comes from within, uh, I often share with my listeners the importance of listening to that inner voice for guidance. Can you share some valuable insights that someone might need to start off on this journey? Well, I, th I think the, the most um, important thing is to recognize when your intuition is speaking to you. And I was fortunate enough to grow up in a family where that was pretty much second nature. Um, but for somebody who is just starting out with working with their intuition and their gut feeling, it's to recognize when it's talking to you. So if you're walking down the street and and um, well, I'll just give you first an example. I was here at my, I have a landscape company in, in my city and um, one of my employees was here on Sunday uh, working on his truck and he brought somebody in with him and that I didn't know and I instantly just got a bad vibe and I, I didn't act on it and nothing actually happened that I know of but it was that feeling and I couldn't let it go for two or three days. It was, it was well until today, it was really bothering me and I had, I had to, we set new ground rules about not having people in our shop that we don't know. And it can be something really simple. It can be, you're walking down the street and you see a bulletin up on a, you know, in a coffee shop or something or on a, on a light post and it's advertising a workshop, let's say, and something in you is telling you to stop and read that the other part of you is saying, no, I'm already late for work. Your, intu your intuitive self is the one that's saying there's something in that for you. Yeah. Take the 30 seconds, stop and read it. That could be a life-changing experience. Um, maybe you're in the grocery store and your intuition is telling you to go back and get a lime because you know you need one for dinner, but your logical mind is saying, no, you have some. It's that small feeling that sometimes is... Um, leading you in a really small direction and other times in a, in, you know leading you into a direction to answer the bigger questions in your life but they all add up and they all guide you in the direction that's best suited for you so when you get those feelings really pay attention and listen to them and acknowledge them before your logical mind kicks in because that's where I always get hung up, hung up because they're almost they're not simultaneous but they're the mind is pretty much right on top of your intuitive self and it's there's there's just this moment this gap in between and that's where you have a choice to make where you, before your mind can kick in and say okay that was my gut feeling I'm not gonna go there I don't have a good feeling about it or I am or whatever the case may be definitely and I think um, you hit the nail on the head when you actually said uh, at the beginning of the interview about the time you take out in the morning when you mentioned about seven minutes for yourself where you, you meditate that I guess kicks into the fact of you're getting in touch with your intuition on a daily basis so it helps for you to to notice those when you're thinking with your head and when you're thinking with your hearts would you say? Mm -hmm. Exactly it starts you out on the right path and and for me that happens to be the morning and I have, I think like most of us, I have a pretty hectic schedule and I work 14, 16 hours a day and um, it's really easy for me to say I don't have time to do this this morning but I know that if I do, I'm, I'm setting myself up in the right direction and um, I have a, actually have a hard time 
meditating. And I think it's because I'm so busy. So oftentimes I spend that seven minutes simply giving gratitude to the universe, to the things I, ha I have, to the food that I eat, to the love that I have around me, to the opportunities that present themselves, to the, the bees that, you know, are out there doing the job that they do. I, I just find ways of giving gratitude. And I think that is a starting point to everything is to wake up with this complete sense of awe and inspiration for the world around us and the universe around us. And and then from there, I take a few minutes and I, I'll set my intentions for the day or for the month or for the year, or whatever comes to mind. And it's just a way of focusing myself in a higher direction. And like you say, um, uh, aligning with with your true self. And then from, from there, I tend to carry that throughout the day, especially if I'm diligent in, um, in how I respond in situations. And it's so easy to get uptight and, and irritable at times and and to want to just kind of lash out because somebody says or does something that that uh, makes you upset where the real challenge comes in is to not allow yourself to go in that direction because once you do you've just fallen into that negative trap and I like to look at life as these two I two hamster wheels one spinning in the direction of negativity and the other one spinning in the direction of positivity and and because I'm a visual person when situations arise I say to myself okay you have a choice here which hamster wheel do you want to be on and then it's easier for me to jump in on the right wheel and head in the right direction and help the momentum of that positive momentum as opposed to the opposite that's a great way of looking at it that's a great tip there Stephanie so I mean, you shared some great insights um, for us today. Where can our listeners go to find out more about you? I have a website at stephaniebanks.org, S-T-E-P-H-A-N-I-E-B-A-N-K-S.org. And from there, I have a contact, um, a contact page and a blog. Um, I have a page there for anyone who's interested in a personal message. My book is for sale on the website as well as... Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and Belboa Press. Brilliant. Well, Stephanie, it's been a great pleasure having you on the show. You are an amazing soul, and thank you for taking the time out to inspire the listeners out there today. Thank you so much, Rita, and thank you all to uh, to everyone who took the time to listen today and go out and embrace the world. It's uh, it's a fun place to be definitely is thanks a lot Stephanie well we've reached the end of the show so stay true to you and keep smiling and just likewise what Stephanie said life is to be enjoyed so make sure you do go out there and enjoy it and enjoy being you so until next time this is coach Rita Hurry signing out bye thank you for tuning in We'll be back next week with another great show of your missing link to the law of attraction. For more information, go to coachrita.co.uk. That's coachrita.co.uk.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.